This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. your host for this episode. Today's guest is Lucy Dean. Lucy is a wealth reporter at the Australian Financial Review. Based in Sydney, Lucy writes about wealth management and personal finance. Lucy's background includes time as a senior journalist at Yahoo Finance, where she covered property, women's health, uh, personal finance and more. Welcome, Lucy. This will be joining us in just a minute. Um, in the meantime, I'd invite anybody watching to post up questions and we'll get to them throughout the interview. Welcome, Lucy. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me. Uh, two or three years into the pandemic and I still can't get video conferencing to work, apparently. <laughs> uh, that's all right. Look, we've, 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 we've all had some practice, but we're, we're, we're all, uh, we all run into problems from time to time. Um, and yeah, I can't believe it's three years into the pandemic. Mm. That did not go fast. No, and very, very, very slow. We learned a lot of um, random skills over lockdown last year, actually, which was good skills that I can't use in my job, but skills that are fun to have. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, my sketching picked up a little bit. So mm. yeah, good fun. Um, so turning to your day job, <laughs> what does your role entail? I mean, we, we, we talked, I, I gave you a bit of an intro, but day to day, what does that mean? So your intro was pretty pretty solid. I would say that the day-to-day stuff is, I think, your classic journalist. You know, I'm filing stories mainly for um, the Wealth Generation section of the AFR. So that's a newsletter that goes out every Wednesday afternoon. It'll go out. Actually, I think it went out about two minutes ago, <laughs> if it's on time. Um, and that's a newsletter that's dedicated to, um, I guess, growing our cohort of younger readers. So it's aimed mainly at millennial investors, but we know that the readership actually um spans demographics uh and that that's just writing mainly about investor stuff personal finance um there's been a fair bit of super lately fair bit of esg stuff lately um and it's kind of uh in some ways it's almost analyzing the big stories that are in the afr and um looking at it through that younger investor lens and kind of saying well okay this massive story is happening um what does it mean for you what can what can you do with this what should you be worried about um, so that's the that's what I'm hired to do, but it's it's also you know filing for the paper, um, filing for the weekend paper, and that kind of a thing. So it's it's just good old fashioned journalism. There's um it's 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 just writing stories, which which I really like. Great. So you've already covered briefly what topics you write about. Um, in terms of time, it sounds like you've got not a lot on your plate. How do you source stories at the moment? How do I source stories? It's, again, probably not anything that's that new. I mean, it'll come from, you know, like good pictures will make a difference. And then it'll be reading stuff in the AFR and going, okay, is there is there a way into this that's a bit different? So, for example, last week, my colleague Alex, he did a story on ASIC um, sending out a warning to, I think it was about 13 different fund managers saying, hey, the way that you're advertising these funds is 
you know, it's kind of leaving a little bit to, to be desired. And so I wrote a follow-up for the Wealth Generation newsletter that was basically on, you know, as a retail investor, how can you spot the signs that, that an investment provider might be, you know, kind of massaging their claims to make them look a bit more uh, attractive. The other way that I saw um, stories, and often this is where you get the best stories, it's just my friends. <laughs> like I'm always mining my my friendship group for, for stories because a lot of them are our target audience. You know, they're youngish people who are trying to figure out, you know, do I buy a property? Do I invest in the stock market? Um, is my super doing what I want it to do? Is my super green? Um, and so I'll often just talk to those guys and and see what what questions they have things that they're confused about um and trends that they're they're picking up on so it's it's that that mix you know personal life work life and then prs i'm glad you touched on on, on that environmental angle very um very briefly there mm-hmm. that's I, is that sort of baked into to to finance writing these days or is that something that's still fresh or is that just sort of an assumed something assumed or uh i would say that i think that's an interesting question because it's like that that i noticed when i started here was that that we have so we have that carbon challenge section of the paper and we've got tech zero and that's a podcast and they're both kind of looking at climate change and the companies and the innovations that are trying to address it and also the big energy transition question so there's there are those sections that are dedicated to that but it does it feeds through to everything I would say it's not not every story will reference it, but it's it's not it's not its own topic anymore. It's it's part of every topic, which is the way that it, it should be, in my opinion. Fantastic. Thank that you. No, that, that does that does make sense. Um, I, I actually worked in finance many, many years ago and and it, it, it wasn't on anyone's radar except as yeah. as, as as an issue but a broader environmental issue, certainly not something to be considered when you're looking at a, a superannuation profile. Yeah, no, but it's it's massive now. It's the last kind of week or so, I've been doing a lot of ESG green investing stuff and it's, I like it. There's there's a lot to unpick there. And I think there's, the conversation is changing and it's, it's interesting to get to talk to all the different stakeholders and the different players and see how they're navigating that. So just turning to the stakeholders, uh, in terms of getting stories in, in front of you, mm-hmm. um, I, I imagine that you've got um, PRs and, and marketers, things like that, reaching out to you all the time. What's, what's the best way to start that relationship from your perspective? Best way to start the relationship is, I am, um, like, email is is always going to be preferable. Uh, it, yeah, I don't, because I, I have my, my personal phone is also my work phone, so if I'm getting texts and calls from people that I don't know it kind of it feels like you can't leave work and I get a little bit irritated mm. <laughs> about it um so email is definitely the best and not not LinkedIn either in terms of starting a relationship though it's um I mean like a bit of personality in an email it doesn't hurt you know like I developed a kind of a nice relationship with the PR because we started randomly talking about horoscopes and I don't think I even liked her pitch but we but we managed to develop some sort of camaraderie that ended up uh, turning into a couple of stories down the line and we don't work that closely anymore but I'll still hit her up if I need help with something so a bit of personality can go a long way other than that um and this is this is a hard one to say because most of the time I won't have time but coffee or a drink after work or something like that is it just means that I'll remember who you are you know and when your email comes into my inbox I'll be more 
I'll give it an extra second because I'll be like, oh, Emma, she's really cool. And I'll probably, you know, try to give you a bit more help if it's not working. Um, and yeah, a bit more time if it is. That makes sense. Uh, what's the best email address to to share those stories with you? It is, because there have been issues with my email, um, L, full stop, Dean, D-E-A-N, at nine dot com dot au i think there's another email that i have that's l.dean at afr.com that i believe is working but um there was some troubles with it the other day so it may be safe to go for the one that i just said great we've just popped that up in the chat box and again i encourage anybody watching to if you've got any questions for lucy to just pop them up and um, we'll get to them as 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 best we can um we were going to ask about maintaining a PR relationship, and I couldn't agree with you more that that face-to-face -face coffee time is super important. I mean, it, it's a contact sport, I think, yeah. media. Um, what makes a good pitch? What makes something jump out? You said that it wasn't a particularly good pitch that you started a good relationship with and that horoscopes are a good place to start with you, but what, what, makes a, <laughs> what does make a good pitch? Yeah, please don't, um, you know, hammer my inbox with horoscope stuff. And I feel bad because it might have been a good pitch. I can't actually remember now. But, yeah, we, yeah. we were talking about um, horoscopes. Um, what makes a good pitch? I, You know, you don't want to be wading through swathes of text. So that's the first one is get to the point quickly. Bullet points are good. Um, if there's a case study attached, like um, in particular a young person case study or someone with a really interesting story, that's great. Um that will often help it get over the line because the guys at the AFR, they always want case studies. They want us getting pictures of everyone. They want to make the newspaper interesting. So if you can get, if you can give me someone interesting who will look good in a picture, that'll be great. Um, what else? Like a good subject line, obviously. Uh, that's, yeah, I mean, maybe not, don't just say media release and then the company name unless I'm already interested in the company and I have to look. Uh, that's generally not probably going to fascinate me that much. Um the other thing is numbers. So if you're, because I get a, a lot of trends-based stories and if it just says, you know, um, young investors are doing more of this than they were two years ago, it's like, well, that's that's interesting, but how much more? And, you know, why is that? And if you can give me like a percentage figure uh, and show that the numbers that you're giving me are actually backed up by a solid survey or a solid data set, mm -hmm. that will make it a lot um easier to get over the line than, you know, just kind of vague statements. There needs to be names, there needs to be numbers to uh, to actually pitch that one up. That makes sense. Um, what's 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 particularly hot for you right now? What's what's occupying time? There's a lot of ESG stuff. There's been, um, you know, asking that question because a lot of big uh, investors are, are saying that they're, they're, they're holding on to uh, iron ore, coal, oil, uh, gas stocks because they want to engage with those companies and get them to transition. And the question that I want to answer, well, I want to find the answer to is how much are these guys actually engaging and how much are they just holding um, the stocks? Other than that, it's um, it's everything. Like it, we, it was taxed a couple of months ago. Right now it's also looking a bit at um, women's wealth, you know, and how are older women navigating divorce and and what you need to know so that you don't lose out in a really big way. Women's wealth is, I used to do a lot more of that in my previous job and I'd like to do more of that. Those ones, because they can be a bit softer, can be hard to get over the line. But um, if you do have anything interesting uh, that isn't just, you know, women aren't investing in their super enough, um, I would, I'd be keen to check it out. Um, 
what else is hot at the moment? Um, I think mental health and investing. I'm not sure that there's a link there, but I, I want to know if all of the market's turbulence is affecting people's mental health. So it's <laughs> rattling off a bunch of really different areas, but it's basically anything that young people with a bit of money would be interested in. And also fun. Like I, I'd love some more fun pictures in my inbox that, I mean, I probably say no, so I probably shouldn't even say that, but like I did a story on how to build an investment wardrobe earlier this year and went to Fashion Week and spoke to a bunch of designers about how to buy the pieces that will last forever. And, um, like investment piece watches, things like that. Yeah, and I, and, I, and I loved writing that and I don't get to do enough of that. So if you've got something that you think could work but isn't necessarily what I always cover, it's probably worth, it could be worth sending something through. Okay. I have a couple of questions starting to come through here. Um, one of them I think is uh, from Caitlin Wood. Uh, are you open to workshopping stories with PRs or would you prefer to get a complete story pushed to you? as complete as possible probably as complete as possible it can be it's one of the problems i guess is if if the story isn't complete and i email someone and say hey i need this and then it and then it just gets pushed down the line and i can kind of forget about it you know it'll be deprioritized behind other things but if it's i'll probably come to you if i want to workshop it is the way that i would say if i think that it's not quite there but there might be something in it then I would probably ask that. And I mean, if you have a few different ideas about the way that it can be done, that's probably the best way to just, just communicate that upfront, say that this is the pitch, but I also think that you could do it this way, or you could do it that way. And I guess give give me a few different ways of looking at it. Yeah, but in terms of phone calls with PRs and, and long email conversations, workshopping things, it's probably just not going to happen because there's probably going to be a story that's, easier that's already in my inbox yeah that makes sense um i see another question there that probably goes to your to your audience and to what you were just saying on the idea of um uh, uh, a retail audience versus a, a wholesale or a more sophisticated audience who who would you be writing for how would you describe your audience would they be more interested in that that sort of retail side of investing or? it would be definitely the retail side of investing it okay. would be um it would be people like my my friends you know who have put a couple of thousand dollars into ETFs and are wondering if their super is doing well enough and they're trying to figure out if they should put more money into their ETFs or if they should um, you know save up for a house. It's 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 those sort of those sort of guys. And also, you know, the Reddit guys, the the Reddit army who are speculating all of the meme stocks, they're they're kind of the audience too. So um, there's another question up here that goes to that. Um, smaller businesses, smaller companies, is there anything, if, if they wanted to sort of uh, share news with you, that would have to be targeted towards that younger audience? Yeah. And, I mean, I don't think I've had much luck getting small business-focused stories over the line. We just don't, I don't really write about small business, which is kind of a shame because there's some really interesting stories there, but it's just not my part of the of the paper. So it would have to be a small business that was speaking to that big finance uh, angle, you know, that investing, that wealth building angle. And it'll probably have to go beyond, you know, a business offering savings or budgeting tools. It would need to have that fairly sharp finance wealth building angle. 
I imagine your friends have uh, been blowing up your phone a little bit this morning um, with what's been going on overnight. How much of what you're writing about um, would be driven by market events, for want of a better word, and and more more top-down view long-term? That's a good question. It's we have an entire markets team. You know, we've yeah. got we've got people who do the blog. We've got um, people like Emma Rappaport who who will pull together stories really quickly on things that are happening in the market. So we, uh, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not chained to that particular news cycle. If there's a bigger trend, you know, like I mentioned, um, the Reddit guys buying up Bed Bath and Beyond or GameStop, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, We'll probably look at that. And similarly with, I know that BHP did really well this year, so we'll probably have a look at that. But they um, they don't tend to be that tied to it. It would have to be tied to it um, really big, uh, I guess, significant in my space as well. So if there was, say, for example, if cryptocurrency crashed, um, which it kind of is, um, <laughs> then, you know, we'd be looking at that. But, no, I'm not, I'm not firing off stories first thing in the morning based on the markets just because it's we're kind of trying to be a bit more of that analysis piece i guess no that makes sense thank you thank you um there's a question that 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 i'm wondering is there a piece or or is there a storyline that you've worked on that you're especially proud of something that you you look at and just think yeah I'm, i'm i'm really proud of that piece of work or or that had a real effect and i'm yeah i'm happy with that I think the pieces that I'm proudest of are they're probably the ones that are fun, um, like how to build an investment wardrobe. I was kind of just proud of myself for managing to write a story about fashion for um, the newsletter. But in terms of the other ones, like I put out two pieces and they're not necessarily massive pieces, but it was one on um, uh, what happens to your super when you die. And that was based off a conversation that I had with a friend um, because if you're a young person, it's actually, it can be kind of convoluted. It, you can't just nominate your sister or your your brother. It has to, there's all of these laws and it can be actually really tricky for people to navigate it to make sure that their super goes where they want it to go. So I was kind of proud of that one just because it felt like it was a topic that actually wasn't spoken about that much. And that, yeah. I mean, I put, a, I put a call out for case studies on Source Bottle and everyone that came back, saying, hey, I can talk to you for, for your story. They were doing it wrong, um, which I thought was really interesting because it showed that, yeah, that people, especially young people who don't really have kids or or maybe a long-term partner, they they might be getting that one wrong. So I was happy with that one. And um, there was another one. I, I speak to a lot of influencers for this, for this job and I did a story that was interesting on all of the influencers having their accounts cloned on Instagram and then the cloned accounts um, messaging all of their followers and trying to get them to in, invest in things like cryptocurrency and Forex. And I, I really liked doing that one. It was, it felt a bit more invest, investigative. So yeah, that was good. I, yeah, I was and that crosses a few, crosses a few verticals as well. You're moving out of finance and into tech and security yeah. and things like that. Yeah, like I, I like to see how much I can push it. <laughs> I like to see, I like to, yeah, see if I can, um, weave in other parts of the world outside of that, outside of that, you know, very strict investing sphere. I have fun with sure. that. Would you be able to share a couple of those um, links just just with us um, on an email and then we'll share sure. those out with the audience? After, yeah, after easy. 
They probably won't knock your socks off, but they're just ones that I personally like doing. No, it's good. They're, I think they're the ones that 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 are, are, are I suppose share a little bit more about who you are mm. and, and how what, what sort of stories we can share with you um, from a marketing PR perspective. Yeah. What, what sort of is in, in your wheelhouse, so to speak. Mm. Um, Lucy, thank you so much for spending some time. I'm, I'm keenly aware that we've gone five minutes over um, and I'm very appreciative of you joining us today, um, especially given what's, hap what's happening right now. Um, but thank you again for, for coming on. Um, if there was one thing that you wanted to leave our audience with today um, that they wish you wish they knew about what you do, what, what, what would that be? Oh, what do I wish you knew about what I do? I mean, my deadline is four. So if you're <laughs> sending something into my inbox after four, then it's not going to happen. It's mainly, um, I think that I've gotten a couple of stories sent through that have like an embargo or they're an exclusive for the next day. Mm. And um, often that's almost impossible to do because you'll have, and it might seem counterintuitive because you'd be like, well, you've got a couple of hours to pull something together. But our days are often wrapped up by the time it's 11 a.m. You know, you've got an idea yeah. of what you're working on and then it's, yeah. It's probably, that's a really good question. I don't I don't know what else, but, yeah, um, if you can avoid calling this unless I know you, that would be great because I will just probably not be. I, I'm, I'm much nicer over email. <laughs> <laughs> so don't call, don't email too much about horoscopes. That was a one-time thing. Yeah, um, I mean, and, yeah. tell me a joke. Yeah, and, like, if, if I know you, then feel free but if it's the first time we've spoken then it's just yeah don't. perfect great lucy dean thank you so much for your time cool thanks mike have a good one take care bye, bye. now thanks for joining us on insider today that was lucy dean from the afr as always you'll receive an email with a link to the online replay shortly we'll be back next week i hope to see you there bye for now